Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello, happy Wednesday. As always, I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist and okay-ish human being. And today is our 40th episode. That's right, four zero. So needless to say, I'm excited. And because I'm so excited, I'm also going to add something. I am going to add bonus episodes on Patreon. Patreon is like a paid service where you can get like bonus content. Lots of podcasts do it. And so I'm going to be adding bonus episodes of me interviewing and talking with people who have struggled with mental health. I know on this podcast, I interview professionals here and there, and I will keep interviewing other professionals and other interesting people in the field. But if you want to hear some bonus episodes and support the show, then follow me on Patreon. Best way to do that is I will have it linked on my Instagram so you can go to. And the other thing is if you have a really cool story if you've experienced mental health and can relate to some of the things that I talk about on here, reach out to me. I'd love to interview you, hear your story. We don't have to tell anyone your name. We can keep it confidential. But that would be so awesome because who knows how many people you could help by sharing your story. All right. So today I want to talk about defense mechanisms. And we've been talking about some pretty serious things. And Defense mechanisms are serious, but we can all relate to defense mechanisms. If you've literally never heard the words mental health or psychology, you can still relate to defense mechanisms. (laughs) So I love talking about these because we all have our own stories. We all do it. We all have people in our lives who use defense mechanisms and they're really fun and interesting. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go over six different defense mechanisms and share some funny stories that I have related to them. And I want to let you know that there are more than six defense mechanisms. I am just going to go over six because, you know, this is like a 20-minute podcast, so we don't want to go too deep into it. So let me first explain the psychology behind all of this. So Freud... Sigmund Freud, that like old guy with the white hair and beard and glasses, the founder of psychotherapy, Freud was a little crazy, pretty sure he did a lot of cocaine, but he was also brilliant. He was literally the founder of psychotherapy, brilliant. And so he actually came up with ego defenses. Actually, him and his daughter, who was also in the field, came up with a lot of these defense mechanisms, discovered these defense mechanisms. And so Freud's idea behind it was that defense mechanisms are to protect our egos. They are things that we unconsciously use to protect ourselves from anxiety or unacceptable thoughts or feelings. 
We unconsciously use defense mechanisms to protect ourselves from guilt, things like that. The problem with defense mechanisms and the problem with lots of things within our brain that are designed to protect us is these things don't protect us forever. They often end up hurting us, right? They can often get out of proportion. And that's when things like anxiety, phobias, obsessions, all sorts of stuff develop. And where I see defense mechanisms the most is hurting relationships. I am sure any of us who have ever been in a romantic relationship can relate to whether we use defense mechanisms or our partner uses defense mechanisms. It can just push people apart. It's not great. All right. So let's get right into it and go through the six defense mechanisms that I'm going to talk about today. So the first one is my favorite. The first defense mechanism I want to talk about is denial. It's not just a river in Egypt, my friends. Get it? Denial. (laughs) I didn't come up with that joke, but I love it. And apparently I'm all about corny jokes. (laughs) But we all know the denial. We all know what denial means, right? We all know what denial means. But man, denial can be powerful, We often don't realize how powerful and overwhelming denial really is. Denial obviously comes from not wanting to deal with painful things, not wanting to admit to truths in our lives that we don't want to be true, that we don't want to admit to. And we all experience denial with little things, right? Like, I'm totally going to make it to the gym five days this week. I say that to myself every weekend. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm in denial about it. And I keep telling myself week after week, right? Some more serious signs of denial that unfortunately a lot of us can relate to or have seen in friends, family. Have you ever known a couple where one person is, is cheating and the other person kind of turns a blind eye? That's not the other person being stupid or dumb. It's literally denial being really powerful. It's this defense mechanism we all have that, again, is originally intended to protect our egos, but often ends up doing the opposite. So when I was a drug and alcohol counselor, I talk about that a lot, but obviously I worked with denial all the time. A lot of my patients were court mandated to come to treatment. And so... All the time, right? These other people have a problem, not me, that kind of thing. And a cute little acronym that many people in recovery use for denial is don't even know I am lying. And boy, oh boy, did I see that. Denial being so powerful that the person would believe the lies they were saying. We would do urine tests for drug and alcohol. And urine tests would come back positive and patients would lie about it and say there must have been a mistake at the lab or, you know, oh, I was just around someone smoking weed. I got a contact high. By the way, that's not a thing. You can't get a positive urine test from that. Or, oh, I I touched some cocaine with my hands and I had a cut on my hands and it got into my bloodstream. All sorts of excuses, right? One of my favorite, favorite excuses was, and I kid you not, when a patient told me 
that the reason her urine screen was positive was because her boyfriend was high. He came over. They had sex. So it must have been transmitted to her through his semen. And that's why her urine test was positive for cocaine. True story. That happened to me. But the thing is with these lies is that many of the patients believed them because denial was so strong. They were in such deep denial that they would believe their own lies. And I had patients where I would literally look them in the eye and say, I know you're lying to me. Just stop lying. And they would continue to lie. And again, not because they're crazy, but because their addictions had triggered this deep, deep denial of, no, I don't have a problem. Denial can be a really, really powerful thing. And again, with my little example of me saying I'm going to go to the gym five days a week, I'm sure that we can all relate to those little examples of denial. But it's really important to recognize the big, really damaging denial, because obviously denial can do a lot of harm in our lives. All right, the second defense mechanism that I want to talk about is repression. And I've talked about repression before because I think it is literally the coolest thing that our brains do, but it is another defense mechanism meant to protect us. Repression is when disturbing thoughts are pushed out of our consciousness so we don't remember them. Many people experience trauma, repress it. I know I talked about it last week when I talked about trauma. And this is not a conscious thing, you guys. None of these are. Like, no one is like, oh, something bad happened, so I'm going to choose to repress it. These are all unconscious forces from our big, powerful brains. Again, meant to protect us, but end up hurting us. Because, especially with repression, having all these memories or thoughts in our unconscious even though we can't necessarily remember it, we're, we're not consciously aware of it, it still, having those things in our unconscious still creates some really nasty feelings and some really nasty issues. All right, so the third defense mechanism for today is projection. And this is one of the best to talk about with couples, or actually not just with couples, with any type of relationships, families, friends, I recently told my mom that she was projecting on me and she was like, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> so projection is when we attribute things about ourselves onto another person. The easiest example of this to use is let's talk about a cheating couple again. Let's say that the woman is cheating. She's cheating. The husband doesn't know. And then she starts to become very suspicious that her husband is cheating. She starts worrying about it and checking his phone and accusing him of cheating. Husband's not cheating. She's projecting. She's attributing something about herself onto her husband. So that's a really clear example, but it happens with little things too. And like I said, I see it all the time with couples right? Like you can imagine how it might turn out when we start blaming each other for our own wrongdoings, mistakes, or insecurities. I mean, it's easier to blame a partner for my wrongdoings than it is to take responsibility for them, but that's obviously not great for a relationship. And this happens a lot. We see this in the therapy room a lot. So I've been talking about it with couples, but I also see it a lot with just like someone talking, like I'll have an individual client and they will be talking about, well, 
he thinks this and this person hates me. Oftentimes that's projecting like, oh, well, do you not like that person? And you're just thinking you're projecting that that person doesn't like you. Like there's stuff like that that happens all the time. And these types of things go through our brains just all the time. And it's important to be really aware of it because, again, they can be very damaging. Okay, the fourth defense mechanism that I'll share today is displacement. And this is another one that happens all the time, especially within families. The famous example used to describe displacement is when someone has a bad day at work, so they go home and they kick the cat. They displace their feelings from work onto the cat. No, I do not condone kicking cats or any animals. But we can get that, right? Like, I've definitely taken anger or frustration out on other people who are not the reasons that I'm actually annoyed. And this defense mechanism is especially interesting because you know how they say we often hurt people we love the most? So with displacement, the idea is that we displace our feelings onto a more acceptable person or object, which makes sense. I'm not going to yell at my boss because I could get fired. That's not an acceptable person to put my feelings on. So I'm going to displace those feelings onto a partner, a friend, a family member who, you know, has committed to love me forever. That's way more acceptable, way less risky. But again, not great in the long run, not great for our feelings or our relationships. Okay. The fifth defense mechanism, we're almost done, and I bet we can relate to most of these so far, regression. It's another fun one. Okay, I need to stop saying that because clearly I think these are all fun and interesting. So with regression, for a long time it was a joke in my family that whenever I went to my parents' house, this was about when I was in college in my early 20s, I would get to my parents' house, which at the time was the house that I grew up in. And within about five minutes, I would be asleep. (laughs) Their house had some type of sedative effect on me. But what it actually was, was regression. When we're troubled and our behaviors become more childish or primitive, I would go back to the home I grew up in and whatever was ailing me or stressing me out or just overwhelming would just go away because I would be able to just curl up on the couch and fall asleep and know that, you know, my mom and dad were there to handle things. Often, regression looks like an older child maybe wetting the bed, right? Something stressful is happening, and so to cope with it, they return to this childlike state. Or teenagers or college-age students, you know, laughing during really, like, giggling during uncomfortable situations or sexual situations. It kind, they kind of regress to, like, being like a little kid in that area. It, it's just a defense mechanism, And sometimes, I'm sure you all can relate to this, even now, when I have a bad day, I'll call my mom and I'll whine and tell her I just want her to fix it. You guys, I'm in my 30s. I don't need to whine. And if my mom tried to fix my problems, well, that would be a shit show. But that's regressing into our childlike states because guess what? We all still have that child inside of us. And sometimes when we we can't handle what's going on in the world, that's our defense. All right. And the last defense mechanism that I want to talk about today is rationalization. So oftentimes I'll eat something unhealthy like a cookie and then I'll 
eat a piece of fruit and be like, oh, that cancels it out. All right. That's rationalization. (laughs) Rationalization often looks like excuses. And it's important to understand and remember in our relationships that when someone is rationalizing, they're not necessarily trying to make excuses. It's that the person finds the situation difficult to accept. And so they try to find a logical reason or what we might call an excuse as to what happened to make it more easy to accept. A really common big example of this is when a tragedy happens and someone says, oh, it was God's will. Now, whatever your religious beliefs are, are not important for this. The point that I'm making is that that's often said to help the person feel better because the situation is difficult to accept, right? Or like another silly example might be you are driving and you cut someone off in your car and you're like, oh, well, at least I didn't hurt them. It's fine. We rationalize stuff all the time, and it's because it's difficult to accept. Tragedies are horribly difficult to accept. Cutting someone off in the car, like, we don't want to accept that we're bad drivers or that we made a mistake or anything like that. And so rationalization happens to everyone. Everyone does it. And when people who love you, who you love, rationalize things, again, it's important to remember that it's not necessarily them trying to like make an excuse. Same with denial. These things happen in our unconscious. They're not great. We need to work through them, but it's not us just trying to be jerks. It's just something our brains do. Again, originally meant to protect us, but aren't that protective in the long run. But no matter what, no matter what defense mechanisms we use, what defense mechanisms our family members use, it's important to remember that, you know, it's all okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, Please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.